welcome to episode 50 of the Gold Card Podcast. <laughs> Big five O. What's up? Half century. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Vince Kalati, at Gelati LOL. With me tonight, we have John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? Calvin T at Ruler R. Sama. Hello. And then hopefully Chris Chung will be joining us soon. He was running a little bit late from work. So at Prime LOL there. So we got the LCK starting back up. That's the first news item. Uh, the other one is that Ejim, who was uh, the caster that everybody liked from Worlds, cast uh, I think it was OPL, right, uh, was supposed to be joining the LCK cast. He's not going to be able to do that uh, just because of all the travel restrictions and everything. So he is stuck in Australia. I didn't really see any other news, really. Anything yeah, irrelevant? <laughs> yeah, not a lot going around the world. It doesn't seem like... Uh... Seems like things they're they're just coming up to the end of the season, so not a lot of crazy stuff happening, I guess. Well, I think I mean we could we could talk. I, I, people have pretty strong opinions on the uh, the Travis Gafford talking about the players union, the players association wanting to cancel the spring split in the LCS. I think yeah. I, we we I know we've all talked about this on Twitter, but like let's do like just brief thoughts on it. Yeah, it's kind of for me. It's kind of like I think I, I'm hesitant to make any sort of real thoughts about that. I think I would really want to like be in the meeting and hear why people were saying that they didn't want to play the rest of the split and what the reasoning behind it was. And I mean, for all we know, it's like one guy says, Hey, look, I'm from Europe and I don't want to be playing during this time. And then all of his teammates say, Hey, if our teammates going to be affected like this, we don't want to do it either. Like that, for all we know, that's what it was. And that would be reasonable if it was just like, no, nah, we don't care about stuff. We don't care about spring. It sucks. Like we just want to sit out and chill. Like, if it was that, then we'd be mad. But I, I hesitate to be too strong about anything without having been in the meeting. Yeah, 100%. I I don't know what the cause is. Maybe, you know, I don't want to jump into situations like that as well. Um, might be something serious. Someone might be sick. Who knows, you know? So we don't know. So whenever the news comes out and the reason why they want to do it, then I'll respect it either way. Yeah, and I know, like, I know for me, I, I put some strong opinions out there on this mostly because – so, all right. If if you have a family member or you're concerned about this pandemic and everything, that's totally understandable, totally reasonable. I can completely understand that. Uh, anything else to me is like complete BS. Like it's total bullshit. Like the only other the to me the only other justification for like I, I understand the the spring split not mattering sucks. I get it, but the fact of the matter is you're being paid to play. Is there like, any like? Could there have been any sort of advantage or disadvantage gained by ping? <clears throat> I didn't really think about, like, do, is it possible that the game houses have different kinds of internet or different levels of internet some way in which the ping could have been an issue or a team might have felt like they were disadvantaged? I mean, the way I look at this is, and this is going to be, again, an unpopular opinion, but the LEC is not complaining, and they have way, way worse internet over in Europe. You saw that just from the broadcast, the opening weekend with the remote broadcast, right? Yeah. If anyone's going to be complaining, it should be the European players, not the North American players, who were all in. They're all they're all in the same place. They're all playing with the same ping. Maybe like one yeah. difference. Like, I mean, look, it's not the same. I get it, and like that that matters. It could impact your performance. I get that, but like that should be something that everybody steps forward about, not not. I don't know. And again, like I don't want to draw too many conclusions from from a poll basically. Yeah. But to me, to me it just kind of like it just oh, what's the word? Uh it's just like personified or it it just captured North American attitude in such a way that like I just had to say something. 
Like, yeah, I, I do agree with you on that. I do agree that North America is by far the most likely region to have a bunch of people that are like, nah, let's just chill and stream and meme on and like, don't worry about the games. Like, I, I do think North America is definitely the most likely region to be doing that. Yeah, and what I was saying was like, this is why you're not better. Like, like I look, I, I there are, these guys are professionals. They're working their ass off every day, a lot of them, most of them. Uh, so I don't want to generalize this to everyone, but like, guess what? None of these other places are complaining. They've dealt with a lot you know, worse stuff and they're still playing. They're still going out there and, and putting forth the effort and everything. So like you want to complain about this stuff, well guess what? You're gonna stay the fourth in the major regions. And guess what? The PCS might catch up to you because we don't know. Like that's yeah. So I don't know. I kinda had like it was like a get get your shit together moment for North America there, but I don't know. I, I don't want to draw too many conclusions from it. I just thought it was kind of an interesting conversation because it brought up that motivation conversation again with North America. So I don't want to draw Maybe too it's many. a conspiracy theory. Maybe because uh, TL has been sucking that they're like, all right, guys, hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're Team Liquid, you're like, nah, we just canceled it, right? Yeah. Let's cancel the split, Broxo. You know, <laughs> it's just it's like. Just <laughs> I mean, this does. We, we kind of talked about this before the season how, like, is the spring split not not mattering quote unquote like going to come into play and i mean this is part of it maybe but you're seeing cloud nine right nobody on cloud nine has won a domestic championship they're the only team in the lcs that doesn't have a player on it that's that has they're the every other team has a player that's won a domestic championship on it yeah and they're ready to go and they're hungry they want it and that's why they're better than like that's one i mean it's not the only reason but that's one of the reasons they're better than everyone and well, uh, I, I agree on that for sure yeah um Jet had some really interesting thoughts on like how the remote thing could be impacting their practice regiment and their preparation and all that, and it's it, it's kind of interesting to see how the different teams have adapted to that. But we only have a two game sample size, so it's kind of hard to extrapolate. So, yeah, um, what did you guys think of the remote broadcast just in general? I mean, it was tough. It was yeah. tough on both sides. I mean, there's a lot of pauses, but I, I think they did about as well as you can expect them to do, given what the situation was. I'm sure they had it planned beautifully if there was no pauses or, you know, lapses and everything. But there were a bunch of them. And so, yeah, it made it hard to watch. But they're trying their best. And I'd rather them do that than just say, OK, we're not going to do it. I 100% so. agree with that. Now, yeah. I also think, like, it's like... <laughs> It's kind of impressive how they how they like how fast they're like fixing the problems like on the fly and everything. So like give give some props to the the broadcast team and all the staff behind the scenes that are putting all that together because it's not easy. Agree. Anything else, guys? You just want to get into the slate? Yeah, let's get some. Let's, let's talk about some games here. Yeah. Uh, so just briefly before we go into the LCK, which is starting back up. Um, I saw Dra- DraftKings is finally offering six game slates. Finally. So we're going to have combined LCK and LPL slates, and that is awesome. Definitely cool. We've seen so many mass ties. I made a comment about it on Twitter, but like this morning, there is a 1.3 fantasy point difference between getting $2,800 or $63. That was the difference. Like first place got $2,800, and there was like, I don't know, 30 of them or whatever. And then if you came second, which was only 1.3 points lower, you only got $63. So... It is good to switch it up, add more games in there, try to make it so there aren't as many ties. Makes it more um, skilled, right? It's definitely going to make it so that you can't do as much of what people have been doing, including me. So I'm not just calling out other people, but you can cover lots of the combos if you have the money to do it. Um, and It's not like you can cover every combo by any stretch, but you can cover a lot of them 
And it does make it so that like in the past, I've had to take really hard stances in DFS. I go like, you know what? I think OMG is going to be the top scoring team today. I'm putting OMG in all my lineups, blah, blah, blah. Whereas since this has happened, I've kind of been like, well, I'm pretty sure like OMG or Sunning or Royal or IG is going to be the top scorer. So I'll just cover all the lineups that involve those guys being the top scorer. Yeah, you're going to have to mix up your exposure and, and you're, you're going to have to approach it from an exposure standpoint, like how you want to balance that. Like, do you want like, you know, 60% of your lineups on here, you know, 20% here, et cetera. So it's going to yeah, make it person, more skill intensive, I think, right? It'll definitely make it more skill intensive and it'll it'll make it so that we don't have as many huge ties at the top, which I think is good for everybody. That's the best thing. Thank God. Imagine like playing DFS for like three years. You're just a casual player who plays for fun. Play for like three years. You've lost money overall because you're just a casual player. And then you finally like bink the huge 25k to first tournament and you get like seven hundred dollars. Like you'd yeah. be pretty you'd be pretty fucking mad. Like yeah. I'd be pretty I'd be pretty yeah. mad dude. <laughs> I played for years, years and I finally binked it and I got like less money than I had lost in the last like six months. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> the worst. So yeah, I'm glad to get rid of that. Cal, thoughts on the six game slate? Or six minute slate, really? Yeah, I do too. It's I love it. It's gonna be. It's awesome. got a lot of variations. Um, you see so many different combos, and some that I like, some that I don't. You know, it's good. It's good. It's good to finally uh, see people uh, see people do their research and stuff. So this like takes a true true testament of uh, who actually pays attention to the league. That's what I'm talking about. So. Uh, let's get into the LCK. So the LCK, uh, last we saw was March 6th. They took just short of a three-week hiatus here. Uh, they finished the first round robin. Uh, for those that are new, it's a 10-team league. Double round robin, they play best of threes. So currently, the power structure of the LCK is there's a top three teams, which is Gen.G, uh, T1, which is SK Telecom sometimes, uh, and Dragon X. From there, you have Afrika, who's like in a tier of their own, just below those those top three, and then everybody else is like their own tier. And there's only two match wins separating tenth from fifth, so it's kind of anybody's game there. And I, I kind of feel that way. Do you guys do you guys feel the same way? Like in terms of like the bottom half of the league, is it anyone's ball game really? Yeah, it seems like it this year. Um... Whereas a lot of surprises on certain teams that I'm like, oh wow, uh, like KT was a, was a big surprise. Hollow Life had some good games. Um, I, Griffin's been really bad though. So is APK, but I guess I would say middle of the pack for sure. Yeah, trading wins back and forth between a lot of the lower level teams. It's been a little bit more variant between those teams than previous seasons in Korea, which is kind of cool. I kind of like adding a little bit of variance in there, not having it be real automatic. They just play the two favorites every slate in DFS. So yeah, like I think if you look at the the league overall, there is actually a lot of parity, right? Like it, the top teams are are like a clear cut above everybody else, but it's kind of interesting when there's not just like two teams that are way way worse than everybody else because it just makes yeah. those games boring. Like I, I think most people would say like Griffin and APK are the worst teams right now, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. Sandbox maybe in that conversation, too. Um, these are the three, two, and seven teams. But, I mean, these teams all have they, – they've taken games. They all have, like, at least six game wins. We don't have a victory five situation here, right, where where it's one team that's, like, one or two or three teams that are just so much worse than everybody. Uh, I think, like, the 10th place team is going to be able to beat the 5th place team, you know, more than they have in the past. So, um, yeah, just getting people caught up on the overall power structure, Korea, because I, th- I think – 
we have a lot of new people and a lot of people that haven't been following it, and we've already seen half a season. So that's kind of like the TLDR of the short version, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so Friday, uh, we're going to do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday slates for this show. So we're going to have uh, Hanwha Life in the uh, – Hanwha Life plus 151 against KT Rolster minus 186. We'll say the uh, KT Rolster minus 1.5 is at plus 155. So uh, – go, go ahead, you got some. No, go ahead, go ahead. So Hanwha Life started off like kind of surprising a lot of people, and they kind of had these like weird niche strategies, and they were – like everybody kept trying to call them, like we're going to try to be the G two of North America, or uh, we're going to try to be the G two of Korea. When in reality, they've kind of looked like half Victory Five and half G two. So, <laughs> how much life are trying a lot of weird, unique strategies, like off the wall stuff, experiment. They're, they're willing to experiment and take risk, which I like. It keeps them interesting. It's going to make their games very interesting to watch. But it after those first few games, they kind of ran out of different ideas to throw at people there's a chance coming out of the break that that's different maybe people have some more thoughts on the, or maybe they have some more strategies prepared but I, I largely think this team's kind of been figured out a little bit and i'm not sure how much you know how many more tricks they have in their in their toolbox so to speak yeah it feels like they're gonna start to fall down the rankings as we continue in the season yeah i, I like kt rolster here like i don't know if they should be minus 186 favorites but kt rolster so KT roll like again the the bottom of the tables had a lot of parity in it, but KT Rolster at least know who they are. They're an up tempo team. They have the fastest average game time in the league. Uh, they really really want to be getting games done. Like they know who they are. They're drafting accordingly. Their drafts make sense. You might not like them playing Elise and all that stuff all the time. Like I don't always like it either. But I don't. but you know what they know, <laughs> the thing is they know what they want to be doing and it's co- the whole thing is coherent. That's what I like about this team. And they have a bunch of experienced veterans. So I, I think yeah. the combination of like having veterans like that, knowing what you are, it makes you much more consistent from game to game, even if the strategy you're doing isn't as consistent, if that makes sense. Like I'm trying to think yeah. of like the best way to play. Like if you hmm, if you pay, if you like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you're passing the ball fifty times a game every game, you're probably gonna have some games where you throw five interceptions. Thanks, James Winston. But <laughs> You're also going to have games where you pop off for like 500 yards and you just win by 40 points. So, KT Rolster know what they are, and it's going to be interesting seeing them come out of the break because I, I think teams like that, like up tempo teams, benefit a lot from breaks because it helps them really shore up their early game a lot. And I think it, it poses a question um, that's Korea. I think is going to have a hard time answering. Kind of like we're, I mean, we're going to get to E Star in the LPL, but. Uh, I think Korea, like KT Rolster's style is very, very good against Korea in general, like the overall metagame in Korea. So I think until someone answers it consistently, that I think I, I like KT Rolster in this spot. Yeah. K- KT Rolster is a good team. No, you're right. Um, they have a lot of good veterans. And that, I mean, that that whole bot, the whole bottom have mid or just mid, or what's his name? Kuro and Aiming are, uh, are solid. You know, this team should be better than what. A lot of teams expect. I thought they were going to be pretty bad, but they've shown the ability to adapt in this league and, uh, you know, still play at a high level. I think they're going to be the the fifth playoff team. I think they're the best of the rest. Like from what I would, we've seen so far, I would see them making the playoffs. All right. Next up, we have Sandbox minus one thirty nine against Griffin plus one fifteen. Um, we'll say the Sandbox minus one point five is at plus two sixteen. So you got to it's two hundred on either side of the spread. 
it's interesting because Korea traditionally, and I don't think it's been the case this year. You'd have to tell me for sure. Um, I, th- I feel like Korea has been more variant this season when it comes to two ones and two O's. Like we have, we've had more two ones than usual. Traditionally, Korea was the two zero region, just better team wins two zero. And China was the two one region where no matter who was playing, the other team was going to get a game. And recently, China's actually been pretty heavy on the on the two zeros, and I feel like I remember Korea being more two one heavy. Full disclosure for everybody in the audience: I have not followed up on the LCK uh, since it was announced as coming back, so I've not done my catch up research on LCK. All right, so I do have the numbers here. So the LCK through forty five matches, uh, favorites are thirty three and seventeen, but underdog spreads have covered twenty eight out of forty five. Yeah, so the underdogs are getting yeah. a game more often than we're used to in the yeah, LCK. Usually, usually that's been yeah, and I think that that's a, a you know speaks to the parity in the league, right? Where yeah. there's a lot of these situations where you have small favorites, like minus one fifty favorites or something like that, and they're you know getting they're winning two to one most of the time. But I think it, I think there was like seven favorites of like minus one fifty four or smaller, and the favorite is one. They're six and one, but the spreads covered the underdog spreads covered all seven times. So, like, these small oh, yeah. favorites like this, the underdog spreads covered a lot. Um, I mean, that's where I would go with this this game. I, I So, I actually think as bad as Griffin have been and as bad as Coach H-Dragon's been for this team, God, that's that's like the coaching equivalent <laughs> of Imp to Loken, right? Or the other way around. <laughs> yeah. It's just brutal. So, uh, the thing is, and this we can maybe talk about this too, but, like, I, I think coaching in league, you're better off. I think time off for coaches in league is is not as amplified. Like I think it actually dampens the effect of things compared to like as the season goes on, as opposed to like in football, a co- like some coaches with time off are excellent. Mm. Uh, so I'm kind of looking at the series, and I actually like Griffin. I think they're the more talented team. And as much as I hate the coaching staff with this much time to prepare stuff, assuming that they've had practice and everything. With this much time to prepare stuff, I got to think that this is going to be a pretty close series. Like, it's, it's almost definitely a three-game series. Like, I would think if you can get, like, the over over maps, like, over two and a half maps, this is, like, one of the few spots I would actually go for that because I don't usually like that too much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree on the two and a half maps. I think Sandbox has Sandbox, – I think Sandbox are still pretty good. I know they have been really underperforming, and I don't know. There's just something about Sandbox where I still think that – like, lane from lane, they're pretty much really the same. Um, you know, maybe Tarzan is a little better, but I still just, I mean, how many times have, like, I guess I'm a Jinner uh, believer, and so I threw so much money at this, and I was thinking, like, all right, guys, you are co- you guys got some decent players, like, you got coaching, you know what I mean? Like, this could be it, this could be it. But I know the talent's there, the talent's there, but I just I just feel like uh, H-Dragon just lost, man. I just... I think he's just really lost, and he's just hurting the players in general, dude. Like it's, it's, it's I don't been want to sound a like year. It. Like it's been more than a year now. Like what? Yeah, I don't know. It, I I, li- I like Griffin in this spot still, just like on principle, because I I think these two teams are actually pretty even. Like I think Griffin are more talented. Sandbox have better coaching, but like Sandbox have also been like shuffling their roster around all over the place. They've been running a bunch of different lineups and stuff. So I don't know. I like are you guys surprised that all that that the line is this close? I mean, I know you said you'd take Griffin at plus 115, but I, I felt like if you would have just told me without showing me this that Sandbox was playing Griffin, that I would have given Sandbox a bigger number. 
like so, a minus bigger number. So Sandbox lost three in a row, and Griffin have lost five in a row. I yeah, think I mean, that's neither, neither team is close. performing. Yeah, neither team has been performing great, but I feel like we saw some flashes uh, where we were impressed with Sandbox, where we haven't really seen much at all from Griffin. Yeah, that's yeah. mostly true. I, I'd, I'd agree with that. I, I just think, like, time off, the underdogs are always going to be barking more than usual. And we, we kind of saw that. Your, Europe didn't play out that way, but North America definitely played out that way. And China yeah. definitely played out that way. Yeah. Uh, China, it was, like, crazy. I think they were, like, I think underdogs were, like, I think it was, like, nine. I think they were, like, 11 and nine against the spread, nine out of 20 straight up or something like that, which is kind of crazy. So... Hey, we got Chris hey, at Prime Time joining us. My core JJ. Hello. We are just getting through uh, the LCK. So oh. let's move on to our third game here. You got some background noise there, Chris. There you go. Um, we have a good matchup here. We have T1 against Dragon X. This is two of the top three teams uh, squaring off. First day we come back, or no, I guess the third day we're coming back. It starts on Wednesday. Look at all that juice, though, man. Look at all yeah, that juice. Classic esports. That hurts me. I like Dragon X, man. I think these I teams are even. I actually think Dragon X is better. Yeah, I agree. 100% agree in that. I think Dragon X has... I mean, they both have really good ideas on how to play the game. And uh, we all know SKT went off on that, like, really, like... It wasn't really bad, but, like, that pretty bad start. Dragon X came out pretty hot as well. Um Everything about this team, between coaching staff, players, the mentality, I think they're they're actually they're honestly doing it right, and you know, they're late from late, they're they're really good. So I they can challenge SKT for sure. I think the argument against Dragon X is that they their only losses have been to Dragon or have been to Gen G and T one, but both those series were pretty close. So. I don't know. I, give me Dragon X. This is this is like a fifty-fifty matchup to me. I, I prefer well, you're Dragon only getting X. Like, you're only getting fifty-fifty odds on Dragon X. Yeah. So kind this of. Is also, this is also. This is also. We're recording on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and these are all. I just pulled everything from one spot just to be consistent. So, obviously, shop around if you find a better number. Like, obviously, I want to get like a plus one ten or a plus one twenty on Dragon X. Way more than I want to get. You know, even money. So. Shop around, but I like Dragon X in this spot. Yeah, I like I like Dragon X to win, I'm tr- but I'm trying to decide if I'm enough irrationally thinking that they're going to win to make it so that I just don't want to bet on this game at all. I get the feeling I'm just going to end up not playing this game at all. This might just be a popcorn game, kind of like RNG Fun Plus. <laughs> yeah, seeing how the how the teams look after break. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? Do you want? I'm with John play? here. I'm with John here. I think I'm going to lean T1, but like you all mentioned, it's a 50-50, right? And so uh, up until this point, I think T1 still plays a very clean style, and Dragon X needs to... Dragon X is coming in as a challenger for me. This is how I'm looking at it, even though they've looked great the whole split. They're still coming in as a challenger to take down T1, who is king of LCK right now. Or Gen Z might be, but... Yeah, I mean that's that's totally reasonable. It's like a, it's like until it happens, like you got to show me first kind of situation. All right, uh, Saturday we have Damwon minus three fifty three uh, against APK Prince plus two seventy three. Damwon minus one point five is at minus one oh five. 
So I, I think the big question here is how do we think Damwon's going to look coming out of the break? Because before the break, they were just playing 2019 League of Legends, and you can't play 2019 League of Legends in 2020. So, Yeah, what do you think happens? I mean, I think we're seeing a move towards tanks. Like, more, like things are getting tankier and tankier as the season's gone on. It seems like a lot of teams have even moved just to two-core, basically. Yeah. How do you think Damwon performs in a two-core? It feels like they're not the team to be playing two-core at all. Yeah, they're definitely not. And and I kind of think it's it's weird. If they haven't made – they haven't made any adjustments whatsoever. Like, am I the only one that feels that way? Like, I watch this team. They look, they look like they are just playing what they played all last year, which was good for them last year. But it, right now, the game is so, so punishing to, like, a single mistake. And they make a lot of mistakes. What what Damwon were good at was was playing their way out of mistakes, kind of like Fun Plus does, kind of like Invictus does, where kind of like Eastar has been doing too, where they just play their way out of a paper bag. Like sometimes they get lost in a game or they they get a little too crazy or wild and they play their way out of it, but they just haven't been able to do that because the mistakes are so so punishing this season that you're seeing that a lot less frequently. So. I don't know if APK is the the team to do it, but I don't. I'm not trusting Damwon until I see something different from them. Like they have to completely overhaul like how they approach the game. And like you said, John, like when you're heading into a two core meta with a carry top laner, you're gonna you're just gonna struggle. Now, maybe they start playing flame. That's another angle that we didn't really. That's an option that we haven't talked about much. Yeah, like you know, for those that don't know, like the LCK does not release lineups until like this, they're like on the stage and ready to play. So. I actually think in this kind of metagame, it might be better to play Flame as long as he's up to snuff and everything. Because Nogri was really struggling. Yeah. Uh, I actually have him beating KT tomorrow, unfortunately. Um, I don't. Time off. And I, I think I said this earlier to someone. I think it's like... I know that stylistically this meta is not good for him because they're e- easily punishable, but I have to feel like it's like the FPX syndrome coming out of Worlds. And I don't want to use that as an excuse, but like young team, you know what I mean? Was really high, like high hopes. Goes into worlds, you know, does pretty well. Was hyped up, you know. I, they probably got a little, little something like on their headers, you know. And I don't know. I just think that this team is is, is good enough. I think this team is good. Uh, Solo laners can carry as well. Um, APK are, re- are really bad. I know they have some veteran players, but I don't trust them either. So I'm just gonna hopefully, you know, just think. Damn one, figure it out, you know, practice and make some adjustments. Yeah, I think APK are weird because I they're, they remind me of – they have the right idea. Like, I think their coaching staff seems pretty good in that they have the right ideas about stuff, but just the players are just not good. Like, they're just very, very bad. So it's kind of like the Victory 5 bad. situation where it's like, oh, yeah, this is cool and this is creative, but the players are just not very good. So – I'm just going to stay away from this one. Not going to take you know, the APK? <laughs> no. But I'll be interested to see what Noguri compared to last year. Uh, maybe, and I'm just maybe recall bias here, that maybe he did all those crazy things and he came out on the right side of the 50-50 crazy stuff that he does right last year. And he can't get away with that. We see a regression to his play. He's, people got him figured out. As long as they shut him down, the rest of the team needs to respond and they're not responding well so far in the first half. Yeah, and that, that's season. been their big issue is that nobody else on the team has stepped up, whereas last year at different times across the season, 
it was Showmaker stepping up, or it was Canyon, or like during the World Championship, it was Canyon, right? Or or I was um, oh my God, the eighty carry player, uh, Showmaker Nuclear, yeah. Nuclear was the one that showed up like big time at the World Championship. Like he hadn't done a whole lot all year. He was just kind of along for the ride. And then at the World Championship, he was nuts. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the the talent's still there. They they probably win this, but I might take a shot at the plus one point five for ABK. They got to have some cheesy nonsense prepared for this because that's what they do. The plus one point five was what interested me. I'm not one hundred percent sure if I'll end up betting it, but the plus one point five for ABK looked interesting. Yeah, dog, dog spreads have been very good in the LCK too. So. That's good. Uh, any other thoughts on this one? I think I'm good on that one. All right. Uh, Afrika plus 172 versus Gen G minus 112. The Gen G minus 1.5 is at plus 151. I like Afrika here. You like Afrika in most matchups, though, right? I do. Like so, pretty yeah. Afrika. Like, I, I think Afrika is good, and I think Afrika are great as an underdog just because of the way they play. And they punch up really, really well. The KT does the same thing. Like they're they're a good punch up kind of team, like a good punch up underdog. And I think, I, I just think this number is good enough. Like as I Genji are very, very good. They're they're probably. I mean, the top three teams are all very, very good. But I think Afrika is the next best one. I think it's a pretty good number on them here. So I'm gonna I'm probably gonna take a shot on Afrika. Just about the bet. I'll take Africa with you. <clears throat> All right. All right, Gen G being the odds-on favor for the league coming in, I think they've looked pretty good. Um, I don't think I want to bet them at a number this big, but I, I feel like Gen G wins this matchup. Yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning more toward the plus one point five. I'm pretty confident if Freak are going to get a game here, if not the whole series. So this is probably going to be like one of those like I, I've I've been calling it the underdog special, where it's like you do you lay like in in this case it's like minus one eighty six. You do like minus one eighty six uh, to win a hundred on the plus 1.5 and then you split your the other two between the money line and the minus 1.5 for the underdog or like if you don't think the minus 1.5 is happening then you just do the money line and then that way you can like lock in if if they take a game you lock in like a half unit profit and if the if if not you win big afterwards so that's kind of what i've been doing it's been working pretty well for me so yeah i think that's a, a this is a decent spot for a freak especially like again like coming out of the break so we don't know uh griffin Plus four eleven, Dragon X minus five sixty four, Dragon X minus one point five is at minus one fifty three. Oof, it's the Dragon X minus one point five, minus one fifty three is not too bad. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be all over that. Like, this is one of the spots where I'm actually going to be on like the favorite spread because I really hate doing that coming off of a break like this. But like, CV Max knows that knows those players way too well. Like, I just. He's gonna have something cooked up. Plus, they they're just better players. So, yeah, that's a yeah, I think good I number. I, I'm kind of surprised that's not higher, right? Yeah, it feels like it should be uh, a bigger number. Yeah, it should be like minus two hundred to get the spread. But yeah, Cal, Chris, thoughts on Griffin Dragon X? Uh, Dragon X two zero. Yeah, pretty simple. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean. Yeah, I have no hope in Griffin winning anything. <laughs> All right, Sunday we have T1, uh, minus 384 against Hama Life, plus 295. Uh, the Hama Life plus 1.5 is at plus 100. Hama Life won this the first time around, 2-1. to one. I don't think that's going to happen this time around. <laughs> that was really <laughs> early in the season, and they had like kind of caught a lot of people off guard with their Trindamir funnel nonsense and stuff like that, so... 
Yeah, just give me SKT. Like, give me T1 to 2-0, unless they look really, really bad earlier in the week. Another one where the number feels a little wrong, right? Yeah. Like, the number's not doesn't seem big enough to yeah. me. I mean, there's a chance the, these, the Korean players struggle with just, like, the volume of games, because typically the LCK, you play, like, two games a week, sometimes three. And now they're going to be playing a game like every other day almost for the rest of the season. So the, the condensed schedule could impact things. Maybe even more plus 1.5s hit. I don't know. But uh, give me give me T1 here. I'm not going to say no to that. It's a really good Yeah, player. the minus 1.5 looks good to me. Yep. Sand- and I think it's still too early to worry about fatigue yet. And it's still like we just cut back off break. Maybe like towards like in two weeks. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good point too. Like maybe in a couple weeks that becomes more of a factor than it is now. Like, that's certainly a possibility. Uh, APK plus 165 against Sandbox, minus 203. Uh, Sandbox minus 1.5 is at plus 142. This one, it's weird looking at this now, but this one, it's like a total cop-out. But I'm just going to have to see what these teams look like in their first couple games. And unfortunately, you might lose some value if that's the case. But I think if you have a strong stance on either of these teams, particularly Sandbox, if you have a strong stance on it, then... You probably want to fire now or during that first game. But I kind of am like in a wait-and-see approach with both these teams for this specific game. Yeah. Um, I think Sandbox kind of has – I think Sandbox wins this outright, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I do too. It's just a matter – I'm looking more at the minus 1.5. The Sandbox money line is probably good. Unless yeah. they, they're just like a disaster against Griffin on Friday. Yeah, sandbox money line at minus two or three seems like pretty good value. APK is just really bad. Like, I know their records not, and that they have some cool strategies and stuff. But the players are just—they need to have a strategy that's so overwhelmingly good, or a draft that's so overwhelmingly good that it ever like they it, the players just don't matter. And that doesn't happen very often. It can, but it doesn't happen very often. So maybe the sandbox money lines were to be there. Uh, last match, KT Rolster plus one seventy two. Afrika minus two twelve. We'll see the Afrika minus one point five is at plus one fifty one. Uh, I really want to fire on the minus one point five on Afrika, but all the, I think all the games went to three, right? Maybe besides two. Double check. They're, I th- their games always usually always go to three, which always upsets me because this team yeah. has so much talent. Like this team is this team is legit. This team is really good. They've like, gone to three they've gone to three games in all but one all but the first series of the year. Yeah. Every <laughs> single yeah. series has gone to three games besides the two O and Griffin on the first day. Yeah, I love it. I, lo- I love it, but <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could do it here. I can say if I would but it's like is the fact is that this team is not like a game three, they just come on and smash. It's it. It reminds me of just like IG and just in general, where like they'll just throw a game and all of a sudden game three, you're not like screw it, we'll just come on and just thrash you and that's it. I kind of think this is going to be like of all the games on this entire slate for the LCK, I think this is like the best DFS game because both these teams are like like fat like Africa's not as fast paced as they were last year, but these are still relative to the LCK, both like pretty you know fast paced teams. They're, that's what they want to be doing anyway. So it could be a situation where we have, what was it like last week? We had the, I think it was E-Star and somebody had a draft where it was just, or no, it was Billy Billy and, um, I think it was Billy Billy and E-Star in game three where they had drafts where it was just like a 5v5 bot at like four minutes or whatever. And he had like Elise and Olaf. And I was like, someone's going to win this game at five minutes. And whoever wins that fight's going to win the game off of it. So kind of feels like you could have a situation like that. 
again, like maybe a lot of lease, Elise Olaf, Lucian kind of nonsense going on in this game. But yeah, I I kind of like KT, man. I don't know. Ew. I like like Moneyline? Or? Nah, plus 1.5, I think. Yeah, taking, uh, taking KT in this matchup, but Afrika in their other matchup seems. I know, I know. <laughs> nah, give me the KT plus 1.5, but not the money line. This is one where I'll take the, the, the plus and not the money line. I don't usually do that, because if I take a spread, I usually believe they have a chance to win a series, but. That's true. I don't know. Afrika just always drop a game. I don't know. It's like they always have, like, one botch draft. That's what ends up happening a lot of the time, I like so. I'll, I'll like the 1.5. Yeah. Again, mm. hashtag trends. You got eight, like eight out of nine have gone to three <laughs> games, including eight the last eight in a row. There you go. <laughs> Is that like TSM? Uh, TSM with the two oh oh two. I do like KT's growth, and that's probably really the reason why I'm, I can't take the one point five. Just because I like, I really like the KT spot lane, and that the uh, Africa's volatility included in there. Fun yeah. stuff. It's going deep three games. I'm a fan of that. Um, actually, there's a good. The, you probably get better odds on the over two and a half. I don't have it on hand right now, but uh, it's usually a little bit better than the plus one point five. So it's not a bad spot either. Anything else in the LCK? I'm kind of happy to have the LCK back. It's my favorite region, but um, it's kind of oh, cool. it's going to make the FS so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Honestly, How many? Go ahead, John. I was just going to say honestly, I think the LCK is quickly become my least favorite region. I'll say this, uh, and this is like another DFS note, because uh, it's relevant. The LCK, for those that don't know, is a much slower league. It plays like a cleaner version of North America, I would say, where all the teams want to be playing like a more fundamentally sound, like controlled, slower style, where they minimize variance and minimize losses in situations. And because of that, there's fewer kills, and because of that, there's fewer assists, and because of that, there are fewer fantasy points to go around. So, I think, like, and you guys can, you guys can, you know, chime in on this whenever. Like, normally on these on these kind of like mixed slates like this, you probably want to lean toward the LPL players more often than not. There's there's exceptions to that, but a lot of times you want to be leaning more toward the LPL players, and then nope, you want to play all LCK. Yeah, players. there you go. Hundred percent. You only want to play. Yeah, I mean, if, there's always exceptions to stuff if, too. If you can get yeah, APK Prince, just play all the APK. <laughs> hey, APK Prince do play high kill games a lot of the time. That's all. That's all. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. every time they're playing, you just put four of those guys in your lineup. And, <laughs> and okay, so here here's my two cent on this. And you're right. You have to pick your spot. And for LCK tonight, might be a good way for you to kind of observe. For for me, it's Dragon X and. Afrika are the ones that are the high pace in the LCK. Whereas Whoa, hold on. Hanwha, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, Hanwha and APK will be the ones that you want to beat up against. And so it might provide value if the LCK teams are priced lower. Sorry, some, there's a, and my dogs went yeah. off. But I just got a, insane, some insane news from something I was complaining yeah. about. Did you see this on Twitter? No. Wei Yan has been dismissed from Rogue Warriors for match fixing. Whoa! What? What? Wayon was found participating in match fixing and has been dismissed by Rogue Warriors. Wow! As of this morning, there's my fucking thirty thousand (laughs) dollars. Thanks, Wayon. 
You want to participate in some match fixing with me, buddy? I appreciate your way on. I would, I would have paid you that match fixing money to win this morning, my friend. Dude, where's the hashtag the fixes in? We need it. I'll put the, I'll put the Roger meme in the, in the, in the comments. Wow, this that's... is probably a good time to tell tell our listeners that unfortunately this is something that China deals with a lot. Yeah. They, they have dealt with it before. I wouldn't say a lot. Like, we can go a whole split without yeah. ever having anything like there's this. Been but one it is, major, not as, not as there's been one major yeah. incident in the last couple of years, and that was with, uh, what's his name, on WE last year. Um, other than that, it was more back in the day kind of stuff. It hasn't been too much recently, but that's kind of crazy. Uh, just for the sake of time, we can talk more about that next time, but let's, for the sake of time, keep trying to power through this because otherwise we're going to get derailed. <laughs> Uh, so bad, where are we? The, the LPL, right? Um, Fun Plus minus six fifty seven against OMG plus four sixty eight. The OMG plus one point five is at plus one twenty five. Give me some OMG. This is gonna be my big dog for the week. Yeah, I quite like that, and not because I think OMG should be a favorite over FPX, but that number is that's like a number for a bottom of the table team. That's an absurd you know? number. <clears throat> and OMG is not a bottom of the table team. They could definitely steal a match from FPX here. This should be like a two hundred one fifty split something like that like something closer to those lines because this mm-hmm. is this is nuts like i, I mean, let me just do this real quick 468 is in like what yeah it's a monster number 468 is like less than 20 percent implied probability it's like 17 something i think right so there's there's no way there's no way you're telling me they're less than they're less than 50 50 to get a game get out of here omg are good yeah, yeah they're very good you better lock it in now before tonight's game, too. I mean, tomorrow's game. I'm gonna make, uh, maybe I'll make this one pick of the week. We'll see. But <laughs> I'll think about it. Um, Cal, you like OMG in this spot? Mm, yeah, they're okay. I like, the, I like the numbers. I like the line for sure. I just think that FPX are really good. Yeah, FPX are really good. Like, I, got, I don't, I don't want to take anything good. away from them Plus, here. But. It looks like they're... After the slow start, it looks like they're just a team that just wants to just end games. They're just, just you know, not like trust style, like just troll. Like they, they, they play to play. So you gonna be on the OMG plus one point five? Yeah, I'm on the OMG plus. The value's 1.5. just too good, right? Yeah, the value's oh, the value. I love the better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be like a yeah. I'll be like a fifty fifty split. Probably eh, maybe yeah. like two thirds, one third, something like that. But um, LNG. Plus two forty three against E Star minus three oh nine. E Star minus one point five is that minus one oh one. So we're starting, week, Let's fight. we're starting to see the E Star inflation finally. It's taken until now. And I think I mean we you and I, we've gone back and forth about this on Twitter like so much this week that like I don't know I don't want to take like another five minutes of everyone's like podcast here's, listening time. Here's, like, here's my thing. Let me ahead. tell you why I'm gonna why I'm gonna make LNG my pick of the week. Yeah. It's not because I think E Star is fraudulent and it, or anything like that. It's only because I feel like I'm trying to tune in my senses to when things are at peak incorrectness. And it feels like this is the perfect spot for it. LNG yeah. just lost the series where they were a favorite. E Star just won a series where they were a big dog. So it feels like this is, it feels like a peak spot for the numbers to be incorrect. And uh, and it feels like a good time to be on LNG. So it's, it's the double overreaction, right? Like that's. I do think E Star should be a favorite. Yeah, I just think this is a peak like overreaction number that we can get on LNG here. 
mean, I don't know if you guys want me to defend Easter. I mean, come on, look at them. Did you guys see the game against IG? <laughs> yeah, we did. You were all, all right, over well, it. I'm gonna go. bat. You know, Cal, Cal, Cal. If, for those that don't have the video right now, I'm I'm bowing to Calvin. <laughs> You're a god. I, no, <laughs> Eastar. Like, okay, oh, man, it's so tough. I don't know. I I can't. I can't go against Eastar. Slime's too out of whack, dude. I know. Well, no, I think Eastar's just way better than LNG. To be honest with you. So, sorry. I, minus three hundred better, dude. Yeah. No way. Yeah. One hundred percent. I don't think LNG is bad. They're not bad. It's just I don't know. I'm not basing it off today's game. It's just that they really haven't beaten anyone good. Like that is I think true. The teams that they beat, are, the teams that they beat, I think they went to two one, and they. I'm gonna check. Right barely now. scrapped by. I'm pretty sure, but they've. I think they're. I don't know. Something was wrong with LNG, and I think they just got exposed today for sure. Because, like I said, the games that they played and the games that they won haven't been against good teams. Yeah, you're right. They haven't beaten any good teams. They did go two one against OMG. They went two one against Suning, who were okay. But yeah, you're right. They haven't beaten any good teams, and I kind of. I think I remember that from before, but. I... I don't know. Like I, East are good. I'm willing to admit defeat on that. But like the truth is, this the line. It's a double swing, like John said. This the value is just too good on LNG. So I'm going to be taking a shot there. That's all it is for me. I'm an East Star believer to some degree or another. Yeah. Like uh, to some to some degree, I think I'm an East Star believer. But it feels like this is the prime spot where they're most likely to be overvalued. And so yeah, it just it feels like a good time to take them. Yeah. I think the law. I mean, I'll because we're they're going to come up again in a little bit. So I might as well just get it out now. But like, I'm starting to be. Converted to the East, the school of E Star, the Church of E Star, I guess, right? Uh, the cruise ship. Are you the, are you are you directing the the hype train, Calvin? Yeah, apparently I direct are a lot. The, of hype are you the conductor? <laughs> so, I'm I'm starting to get on board, or I'm starting to become open to the idea because I I I just don't. If no one's going to adjust to this, then they're just going to keep winning. So until someone shows me that they're going to do something different, then they're going to be good. But. This is just too. This is too far. It's an overreaction. Give me LNG. Plus one point five. Thoughts, Chris? Same idea. Uh, I, I think I've been like hanging out with John so much because I'm on the same trend of idea. This is more so to do with, you know, the perception of how far apart these teams are, and minus three hundred is like what? What's the odds on that? Seventy-five percent. Like giving LNG like almost no chance to even take a game or to like win. I think LNG is better than that. They they show me a style that's better than last year, and they should improve and learn from their mistakes from today. Because today's game, they had it. They they well, they almost had it, uh, and then they let it go, slip away, which is classic Snake. I gotta yeah. tell you, but <laughs> it's classic Snake style. But if there's any, if there's a time to Bet against E Star. This this is this is a sweet odd spot. This is a spot I would I'll take LNG. Yeah, I think this is gonna be this is gonna be the spot to. Uh, yeah, it's just the the convection, you know, the the meeting between two intersecting points where it's like a lot of value on one. It's just a double rev reaction. Okay, RNG JDG RNG plus one nineteen JDG minus one forty five JDG minus one point five is at plus two hundred. This is kind of weird, right? RNG is, is underdogs. This is my pick of the week. You like RNG? Uh, I do like RNG. I do think JDG are really good, and 
I was talking to my my newly best friend, Elder Elder God. Um, we were both dissecting how JDG plays the game, and they're they they are good. They love to like. Uh, for some reason, I like to lose early game, and then somehow like turn fights around, starts be, start being a little more proactive. But we also both of us agree that sometimes that their carries get a little bit passive, and then they really don't join team fights as well, and then that's why they lose fights a lot. Yeah, they, they kind of dig themselves a hole pretty frequently. Frequently, like that was an issue I had with FPX at the beginning of the season that they would like put themselves in a hole and then just play out of it. Now, the consistency at which they play their way out of it is impressive. Like it's fun to watch because it's like, oh yeah, you're down like three k gold and they just win a team fight anyway because they're that good. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Old Snake, like really Old Snake. You guys remember that? We're like, oh yeah, we're just down like you know. 8k just win a team fight anyway like not even with a better scaling team or anything <laughs> yeah so i i just think this like these are 50 50 right i i think rng have been like I, outside of that last loss which was like humiliating or whatever you want to call it like outside of that last match they were they've been a better team like not by much but yeah i, I think it's probably even money give me the underdog i think rng are gonna bounce back I'm on RNG as well, but, you know, this is more like a Chris overreaction because if JDG was good, how the f*** did they lose to EDG? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I'm so tilted about that game, and that made me lose my pick of the week. That double whammy. But, yeah, I'll take RNG. Anything else? I, uh, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on RNG anymore. I was coming into this week. They two lost series in a row. Looking bad. I'm I'm not I'm not sold yet. I think I'm gonna take JDG in this matchup. I think JDG is gonna win this one. So, I think we're starting to see some holes in the RNG is, uh is this yeah. kinda like the okay, Uzi's moving back into the facilities or whatever. We're getting ready for Uzi to come back in. Like is that what's happening here? Like I don't know, is that just a narrative? It could be. I mean X XLB, the biggest thing that they, they did talk about it on the broadcast, and honestly I hadn't really paid much attention to it until they mentioned it. But it feels like maybe XL the way XLB's playing has been kind of figured out a little bit after yeah, their early season series. Yeah. And other teams are starting to to react to it. And that is something that happens a lot with solo queue guys. Especially with they new come jugglers. In. Like that's the yeah. biggest position it happens at. Yeah, if they come in and they're they're really, really good, but they're really, really good at doing one or two things. And as soon as people start figuring out what those things are, then they start losing. And it does start it has started to felt feel like maybe that's what's going on with this team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be on JDG in the spot. Yeah. That's that's totally reasonable too. I mean and then like you can always tell like the actual good junglers by the guys that actually make the next adaptation and stay good. Because a lot of yeah. times people, once they get figured out, they're just kind of like mediocre the rest of their career. There's a lot of times where that happens. So, a real shout out. The guy I want to give a shout out to about that is uh, is actually not a jungler, but is Viper. Because Viper was like that when he came into the league. Yeah. He was kind of like a one tricky type guy that only really played one type of champion and usually played fairly sim- fairly similarly. And now I feel like he's like among, if not the best, most dynamic top laner in the LCS. So, <clears throat> really cool, uh, really cool shout out to Viper there, but. I also want to say this is like a this is a real prove it week for JDG here, playing against top esports and RNG. This is a real measuring stick week for them, I think, to decide whether or not this is going to be a like a top team this split, or if they're going to be relegated back to the mid mid card of the of the LPL. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the RNG loss, but they they lost the EDG too, so it's kind of like this weird 
situation where we we think these two teams are good, but they're both coming off of like really bad weeks for the most part. So it's kind of a weird spot. Yeah. Um, I have team. I have TS winning tomorrow actually. So. All right. So. Jeez. So we have LGD on Saturday. We have LGD minus three eleven versus Victory five plus two forty four. Two of the bottom three teams. Why, dude? Victory five are so bad. I, I really, really want to be like, dude. LGD is not good. Why are they three hundred favorites against anybody? But Victory five might actually deserve it. LGD has actually been playing not that bad. I think Peanuts Peanuts playing pretty well lately. Yuki's been pretty good too. And Yuki, I, this team has been really bad. They've been taking games off uh, some teams. Yeah, I mean they're not good, but they're not. No, they're not good, but I mean they're they're definitely better than V five. I kind of only think they're like half a tier higher than like V five and Dominus, honestly. I don't don't know, man. I think Dominus just kind of just said, "Screw it, we're not playing this split anymore." It seems like they folded against OMG, like they just did nothing. Yeah, Yeah, Dominus has been the biggest like surprise of the season for me. Is like I didn't expect them to be great, but I did not expect them to be like easily one of the worst teams in the league, and that's definitely what they've been. They're like a lifetime most frustrating team for me. It seems like last year, every time they would like win two or three games, and I'd be like, okay, fine, Dominus. You, you're good enough to beat these guys. And then they'd lose three games in a row, and I'd be like, I'm off, Dominus. Then they'd start winning. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Chris, Chris, what do you think on, on LGD Victory 5? Like, is LGD, does LGD belong in that bottom five with, uh, with V5 and Dominus, or, or are they like a little I, bit better? How much better? I think. I think he, they would be the top of the bottom tier just because, like Cal said, we see some good things coming from Yuki and Peanuts. So we have Billy Billy um, it's a matter of getting chance installed, but I don't think they can climb out of that tier. Minus 1.5 yeah, kind of in the same boat. Like, I don't, I don't, it's just too much, now, though. Like, I think they're clearly better than This has actually gotten teams, kind of interesting. But, like, uh, 300 the result uh, from this morning. This is a stay away. Uh, Billy Billy looks pretty good against Fun Plus. Honestly, Billy Billy's I think they're they're actually a pretty good team. For me, it's it is literally draft, man. If you go back and look at Billy Billy's games, look how many games they lose where they have Elise Callista or some early game all in composition that like has to win at the beginning of the game. They do it every single game and I'm so mad because when you think Billy Billy gaming, that is not what you think. You're not talking about like an early game snowball team. But for some reason, their coach has decided that that is how they're playing this season. And so it makes them so hard to bet because do I think they're a better team than WE? Absolutely. But are they just going to draft Elise Callista every game? I don't know. Probably. And then maybe they're not a better team than WE if that's what they draft. So, yeah, it's tough for me. I kind of think like – so we talked about them as like a, like a jungle carry team. And I think they have that identity, and that's a good thing to have. Like, that's a very unique way to play the game, and Meteor can do it. But I also think that, like, they don't need to go all in on one or the other either. Like, you can have, like, a good mid-jungle combo. Like, uh, say, like, do, like, Elise Talia, something like that, right? Like, you can, or not, like, Elise uh, uh, Kiana, sorry, that's what I meant. But you can have a good mid-jungle combo that's, like, or, or like, Olaf, for instance, right? that is, like, made to get shit done early in the game, and then, like, you don't have to draft, like, side lanes that are, that are like, crazy early game too. Like, you can just have, like, lanes that are solid, can get priority against a number of different matchups, and they just do this weird... They're just weird. You're right. Like, so many of their issues are draft issues. 
and I don't know. They looked pretty good this morning against Fun Plus. Like I didn't think any of those drafts were that egregious or anything, and they were no. like they were like and look at that. They didn't have egregious drafts, and they were able to hang with Fun Plus Phoenix. So like there exactly. you go. Like, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. That's why it's so frustrating. Is like yeah. as soon as they didn't do terrible stuff, then yeah, they looked fine, and. I think honestly, I think the team's going to be better this, as like as the season continues to go on. They have to be talking about the same thing, yeah, in the Billy Billy Clubhouse, you know. Yeah. Uh, and historically, they've been a team that's like they're they're smart most of the time. Like the one thing that, that you can rely on Billy Billy for is they're not going to be like they're not going to do stupid shit like this. So this is like out of character. It's really weird. Like the whole season, they're normally like this. They're normally like the smart team that's on the cutting edge of like they they just always draft balanced, solid compositions and they have good players. So they're, like, always going to be, like, 6th through 8th or 5th through 8th, you know? Like, uh, I don't know. It's relevant to go back and look at Team WE's recent match history as well. Yeah. Um, While they've looked good recently, their recent opponents – let me just load this up because I was looking at it this morning, but I don't remember the They should have lost 0-2 to Rogue Warriors. Uh, We won't talk about that right now, but (laughs) – Yeah, so they should have lost 0-2 to Rogue Warriors. Um, They beat – DMO, who's arguably the worst team in the league. Yeah, I think second, uh, place, but yeah, they they are they beat DMO. They haven't beaten a good team yet. <laughs> they beat Vici. That was the one team that yeah. they beat. Basically, they beat Victory Five, who's arguably the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, they, they've basically only beaten the worst teams in the league and Rogue Warriors when Rogue Warriors was compromised. So, I think there's a pretty good argument that WE is like massively overhyped at the moment. Uh, in general, yeah, Cal. Like, th- is this ju- this is just like a gift, right? And like, I said the same thing about Billy Billy last week, but that was against E Star, and you know, I ate my hat on that one. But this just looks like this should be the other way around, right? Billy Billy, or it should be just even money. There's no way WB should be favored by this much, right? Um, I agree. WB shouldn't be favored by this much. Um, BLG has looked good, and we've criticized their drafting. Uh, phase brides throughout the entire year so far, and so I rated Billy Billy really high, and I think they're just the type of team that can bring it around. I also have I also like WE a lot. I know that they haven't won, haven't beaten a lot of people, but the one thing about WE that I like the most is that they're really decisive of what they wanted to do, and I think that each player in their own rights are. Are, are solid. Like, they can hold up against their own. Like, Teacher Mod's been re- doing really well. Yeah, that's been a surprise. Him, Morgan's been awesome. I think Morgan's been awesome. And I'm not saying, like, they're going to be, like, an amazing team, but I think they're a better team than what a lot of people have them expected. I don't think they're overhyped at all, to be honest with you. I think I think Sooning's overhyped, in my opinion, but See, that's I think just, the opposite. Because I think, I think Sooning have had more competitive games against good teams, and WE have just been smashed by good teams. So... Here's the thing, right? Like, I think WE's overrated, but I don't think it's, like, a drastic overrated situation. Like, I think they're pretty good. They're going to be on the cusp of playoffs, I think, right? We all agree there? I think they should be fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, like, they're, they're going to they're gonna be fighting for that 7-8 spot. Like, there's a whole clump of teams that I think are going to be in there, and they'll be in that conversation. They're, they're clearly better than the, the bottom of the table. Like, that's not a question, because they're smashing yeah. the bottom of the table teams, but... Uh, I think like them and Vici and LNG and like a lot of the and like a lot of these middle of the table teams like that are on the cusp. I think they're all like some you could you could look at them as overrated and underrated, like depending on what you think. I, I kind of think W is a little overrated and Sooning's a little underrated. 
But I think there's yeah, there's a couple lines here that make me think WE's a little overrated because I kind of agree with you guys. I think WE's pretty good. I don't think they're like an awful team. But this line versus Billy Billy makes me think they're being a little overrated right now. Yeah. And I also uh, them against Sunning, uh, the closeness of that line makes me feel like they're. This is not part of our, our podcast lines here, but yeah, uh, them versus Sunning makes me also feel like they're maybe just a little overrated right now, given where I have them in my rankings. So yeah, I'm all over Sunning tomorrow. So they'll be tomorrow. I mean, that's yeah. Like I, I think you, this is kind of like I think a lot of these middle of the table teams either you need to be like willing to go with the flow and adjust as you see fit, or you need to plant your flag like one or the other. And you need to make that decision and not dilly dally on it. Like if you've got a strong feeling on one of these teams and you can back it up, then stick with it. So yeah, I I think the value here is just too good though. Right? Like I don't hate WE. I just think the value is too good on Billy Billy not to take a shot there. So I'll yeah, I'll be on Billy Billy for sure. Cal, Billy Billy, or are you on WE here? Uh, or just I'm passing? On Billy Billy. You're on Billy. Yeah. The value is just too good. Right. Yeah. Um, Invictus minus 858 against Sunning plus 584. I'll say the Sunning plus 1.5 is at plus 139. So, oof, Invictus. What's going on, man? Is this just like their style finally coming back in, like catching up to them a little bit? Like, I still think Invictus is going to be really good. It's just been a weird few matches. Yeah, I mean, can you really pass up on a team at like almost plus 600 against them that's not one of the worst teams in the league, though? Like, that's one of my problems is I hate betting against them because they're clearly very, very good. Yeah. But, I mean, I was talking to a guy the other day, and he's he was talking to me about DFS, and he's like, man, so tonight, like, I just got to get all this Invictus on my thing, right? And I'm like, yes, but, disclaimer, a couple times every year Invictus gets smashed <laughs> by some random team that you don't expect them to get smashed by. So just be aware of that. Yeah. And he was like, okay, and then they just got smashed by, who was it the other night? Um, I can't even remember who it was now. It was East China. God, who East was E Star just like obliterated them. Oh yeah, no, that's, thirty-five that's, to four in the one yeah. game. I was like, that, God that's damn. a little bit different. E Star is not that bad. But, yeah, you know, I, I definitely said like to my buddy, like, yeah, you can play them, and they you should play them. But at the same time, yeah, they're gonna like lose to LGD or something yeah, like that. They did lose LGD or yeah. 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 Same thing. So yeah, just be aware. There's a possibility that you're just going to get completely blown out, and then he definitely did. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I'll 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 probably take a shot at Sunning here just because again, like the odds are are really really good, and Invictus just, and they also get in weird funks like this too, where they'll they'll go like three or four series in a row where they just like don't look with it. And then they just turn it back on again whenever they – it seems like this team just turns it on whenever they want to. It's so frustrating because you never know when they're going to do that. You can try all you want to time it out, but it's really, really difficult. I don't know. Like Invictus – I don't like betting Invictus minus 1.5. Over the last like couple years, it's just been not a profitable endeavor. And they look more like they looked in like 2018 than they did in like, the end of 2019. So I definitely don't want to be betting Invictus spreads. But I'll, I'll take plus money on Sunni to take a game. Cal? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just, I just probably gotta drop one. Sunning's still pretty good, and yeah, that money line's insane. To be honest with you, dude, Angel's um, been playing so, so well. Like, and he's and he's busting out like all these like weird. He's busting out like the Cassidy and the Twisted Fate, like all sorts of stuff. He looks really. He's playing better than I think he's ever played in his career right now. And then you 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 package that with one thing, and it's like this team now has the two carries that they were missing last year, right? 
yeah, it's, Juan Fang's played very well. Angel's been playing very well. I do think the top side of their map could use a little bit of work, but at the same, like I don't think Bubu's been terrible. Yeah, <clears throat> he's been solid. So yeah, I think this is a, a pretty solid team against getting plus six hundred on them. I just have a hard time not taking them at yeah, plus exactly. 600 against pretty much anybody. Exactly. But it's just about the fact that it's plus 600. It's not like I think Invictus is washed or anything. Yeah, Invictus is going to be fine. It's just that they get in these funks like this sometimes. They they, they do it every year. Every year. Almost every season they do it. So uh, Sunday we have E-Star minus 664 against Dominus plus 473. The E-Star minus 1.5 is at minus 183. So Dominus have now... Dominus look really, really bad. And I think... They're now starting to do all the roster experimenting where they're, they're trying out Bless and uh, it was a Melody, I think it was, right? And they just look lost, man. I, the, Dominus, if they're going to get it together, they need to go back to what they were doing in like the beginning of 2019, which is just pick an identity and stick with it. Like They have this issue where they think they can be like a lane-dominant team, and they're just not good enough to be a lane-dominant team, so stop. Like just stop playing that way. Like, and they were they were a team I would have thought would be all right right now because they would they started yeah. out as, as a tank top team that was playing the two cores yeah, basically Chong or two and a half. Yeah, and it felt like they were the kind of team that would fit into this meta game pretty well. So I'm a little surprised that they haven't you know started to pick it up a little bit. There's an interesting dynamic with them where like it, natural kind of feels like he's refusing to play the tanks a little bit. Like he's it seems like there's a lot of resistance there. Like. He feels like he needs to hard and and I've been there with like solo queue teams or like playing with your buddies or whatever. Like if you're playing with lower rated buddies, you feel like you got to carry the game, and so I think he feels that way. But like, and I agree, he does need to carry this team because he's the best player on the team. But it's like also a detriment to them. So like, I don't think it's covering enough ground to make up for the fact that it's like taking away from the rest of the team, which is why I think they've been trying out Melody and Bless because if. Maybe they want to play some role players and just like play as a five man unit instead of the natural show. Yeah, is Chang Hong even on their roster anymore? No, Did he, he go somewhere? Else? He, retired. he retired. Yeah, I don't know. Is E Star's just gonna smash this, right, Cal? No. Sorry, I got background noise. Background yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E Star, Team E Star, all the way. Yeah, yeah. I agree. E Star should smash pretty yeah, hard. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll be all over that. I think E Star. I've just been. <laughs> You still have so many outlier, like, statistics and, like, their kill spreads and stuff like that that it's, like, I'll probably be all over those for this match. Chris, any love for Dominus? What's a Dominus anymore? <laughs> I agree. On to the next one. <laughs> uh, OMG. I somebody, I'll tell you a funny story real yeah, quick about, about them. So yesterday I had a guy message me about the Rogue Warriors scandal, and he was like, I heard through, like, a back-channel source that there could be players from Victory 5 and DMO also implicated in this, so please don't bet them. And I was like, there was no chance I was betting either DMO or Victory 5, so <laughs> pretty irrelevant news for me, but thanks. Yeah, I'll hard pass there. <laughs> <laughs> OMG, plus 130, TOP, minus 159. Uh, OMG, plus 1.5, is wow. minus 251. So this one got really interesting after this morning's result because TOP looked good. I loved it. They I hit that so, so good, so good. I loved it, dude. I'm so glad they got Photic on Aphelios. There's someone they can carry. Oh my god! Gotta love he the gets... second that he gets on Aphelios, just the pentakill. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, go. Yeah, I'm so happy they're finally playing towards. They him figured now. it out. 
they, they figured finally it out. figured yeah. it out. Yeah, the champion's broken. <laughs> I was so conflicted on that matchup because I felt like JDG was going to have a big bot lane advantage yeah. and top was going to have a big top, like top half of the map advantage. And I was just so conflicted. on. It was just was the opposite. Happen. Like it ended but up playing ended, out exactly yeah. the opposite, right? And I ended up playing like a mixture of those Aphilios, two teams in DFS last night. Aphelios might be broken. Just, <laughs> just a note. Yeah, just play against the Philios in solo queue. Someone who knows how to play him, just play against him, and then yeah, you'll you're play. not going to play against someone who knows how to play him. Yeah, solo queue. <laughs> That's the problem. If you play against somebody who knows how to play him, you're like, yeah, this champ should be banned all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, he he's far and away the best AD carry. Like, I don't think it's close. Like, even Misfortune, who's who's good, is just no match. So, yeah. So this this suddenly becomes really interesting because I the way Top have been playing, they're. Typically, when a team makes a move like that, like or they're, or they're dealing with a, like a like a shuffled um, like new roster, like top top, we were just concerned about them getting it together in drafts. And before the season, we we're like, okay, like if Fodic and this bot lane can get squared away and be like functional, they're going to be a good team. And it looks like it's taken a while, but it's finally coming into form. And I think we were all high on OMG going into the season. So I, I honestly, I think I had these two teams like directly next to each other going into the season. So. This- this 100% feels like an OMG letdown spot to me. Yeah. OMG is just known to me as being like a, a team that lets you down. Well, listen, listen, even they've let you version. down for how many years? Because they've been terrible for how many years? But even this new version, it's felt like I'd have to look at their record. But it, I just have like my feeling in my head is that when they've played tough matchups, they've looked bad in the Demacia Cup or or in uh, or in the season so far. Let me just look to see if I can verify my gut instinct here. I probably should just do that before the show, so I don't have yeah, to do this. Um, OMG, well, own so they lost one to two to RNG, and then in week one, like all the way back in January, they lost O two to JDG. But they've the two one to LNG. Yeah, I mean they've had a pretty easy schedule. Do they have a tough matchup win? I feel like they just don't have a win in it against. They have a game win team. against RNG. That's like the, they beat Billy Billy two one, but Billy Billy kind of is doing what they've been doing. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, and then LN- I think LNG coming out of the break is probably their best win. That's probably their best win. Yeah, something tells me Top Esports is just going to dumpster JDG here and or OMG here, and they might get better as the season goes along. But something tells me Top's yeah. just going to kill them. It's it, it's weird because OMG they've had a really easy schedule, but they have been taking care of it. Like they've just been smashing in most of these games. So like been- I can't really ask much else from them. Yeah, it's been dominant, low-scoring wins because they're just taking care of it. Although, Not really they ever did much trouble. give up a lead to OMG or to Victory Five in Game Two this morning, so yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. But they won the game anyway, so and that's more of an indictment of Victory Five. But yeah, so th- this is an interesting one. I, I'm inclined to think just take the plus money. But, I think I think I like top. I'm. I think yeah. I'm actually gonna. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually leaning towards Todd. Just this team's they just have it right now. You know what I mean? Like sometimes there's just an intangible. It's like you just like watch this team. It's like they look so confident. They look like a light switch. Like they figured it out, and then it makes sense because they figured out that Affiliates is a good champion for the first time in forever. So I do. I just I do more betting than I should just based on like. You show me a matchup, and my mind just immediately just got, yeah, like, yeah, my mind just goes, nope, that's not, that's no good. Yeah, and, and then I have to go back and look. We've talked a lot about that too. How sometimes, like when you do this enough and you've seen enough games, like that, I, I like to think of it. I think LSV, a uh, Hall of Fame Magic player, has said this in the past. Where when you do something enough and you're good and you're actually good at it, and 
you have enough repetitions, sometimes things just pop up where you'll see a situation and your gut tells you something. And he likes to think of it as your mind's just doing, you know, a trillion calculations faster than you can even realize it's doing them. And yeah, you think of that what you will, but I do think there's kind of something to just like a gut feeling on something. Like yeah, I'm, I'm about- more willing to do to go with a gut feeling like that than a lot of people are. And... Yeah, I go with it a lot. I mean, like you say, I really do think it has to do with you know when you do something enough times, you can really just get an idea of like you've seen this situation before with teams that are like this or teams that have these same strengths and weaknesses, and you know what happened in the past. And I think it just spits out an answer. I've definitely made money in historically betting my instincts on those. Yeah, like, it's weird. At the end of the season, I honestly could see these two teams being directly next to each other in the standings. I just think right now it seems like OMG have had really easy matchups, like four matches in a row, and they're just going to run into, like, a red-hot good team right now, and that's kind of scary. So, yeah, give me – I'll probably end up passing. What's up? I've said – Team esports or team esports, top esports. Team esports, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> top esports for sure. Yeah, yeah that's gonna be really that's gonna be a really really good match. And then the next one is another really interesting one. So we have RNG minus two twenty six, uh, EDG plus one eighty two. Kind of two teams trending opposite directions as well, which is super interesting. Uh, yeah. I... Good job for our old man Aoti to come back and. Step yeah, up. right. <laughs> you know, Just you know what's crazy? Right He's like nineteen. <laughs> he's like not even old. Like he's like nineteen or twenty, I think. Like, yeah. I was thinking um, that the other day. I was like, man, he's been around for a while. I went through his Leakpedia page. He's like twenty. I said, oh, never mind. I'm just old. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so where are we at on this one? This is this is an interesting one because EDG have typically when you make a lot of like they had to deal with that's a crazy roster situation they're going through right now, and the fact that they've looked this good with like those substitutions on that short of notice is is actually really impressive to me. So, I'm not sure who's playing, but they announced that Zinyi and Gigi are back, like in the facility. Yeah, and, and I think Clear Love like, is as well. Yeah, um, he's so, back too, right? Yeah, so it's and RNG have looked. I don't want to say terrible because they they faced like pretty. I mean, the one loss was really really bad. It was rough schedule, but they didn't play well in their rough schedule yeah, either. Exactly, but they just shouldn't be favored by this much, right? Like, I think that's all this is. Like, if the RNG are going to win this match. But I'm not taking the spread on them. I I, I like EDG plus 1.5, I think, is the play on this one. i probably sit this one out. Yeah. Because, like, there's a chance RNG just look like they did in the first three quarters of the season, just run this match over, like, clean, clear, concise. But Yeah, so it's, it's really tough to tell what's going to happen here. But, yeah, I think I sit it out. Yeah. I'm going to uh, – I think RNG is going to win. I think they're – Gonna do inf- I think they're going to be fine. Um, I know Aoti and them has been stepping it up a little bit, but I just feel like RNG is going to get their stuff back together. Um, if they play Uzi, I might just lean EDG, cause not knowing how much Uzi's been playing. But usually after he comes back from like an injury or a long extended uh, break. I don't you know, think he's, he's going to play this week. Yeah, so I, I kind of lean RNG a little bit. I think their players are good enough. I think Zhaolong Bao and having... Chumjua, whatever his name is. I think they're about the same, but I give the edge to Jalen Bao, so XLB. We need the Jinu news. Like, Jinu is the one that's important for me from EDG. Yeah. We need to know when Jinu's coming back because he's the monster on yeah. that squad. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think Scout is still just a. Yeah, Scout Scout's is, really- like, very quietly putting together, like, a Hall of Fame career. Like, he's, like, the guy oh, that's, like, he's, he's definitely- Philip Rivers. Yeah. 
Like he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Scout is probably a top five mid laner of all time. Like just based on resume, like he's yeah. unbelievably good. Uh, he's not. He's like probably the best of like the guys that haven't like won a world championship or domestic championships. Really, like he's unbelievably good. And yeah, he's, he's been dominating. He's been good China. this season too. Yeah, yeah he's good so. That last series, he just like hard carried that last series. It was so good. Um, I don't know. Question, yeah, what's up? If the how if how RNG performs on Friday, will it dictate how you would look into this match? Probably. Like, I mean, if they go if they get look back to normal, then I'm probably going to be more likely to like RNG to win. Uh, I might just go. I might go from liking EDG plus one point five to not betting it if RNG look like back to normal. But. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell because again, like you gotta approach that like as the games are happening and everything. Just like talking about the matchup as it is, I, I think yeah. I like EDG. Not so. Yeah. I think I think EDG plus one point five is the play. And that's kind of my thinking too, from the DFS perspective. I want to see how the uh, the field kind of like the perspective, the public perception, you know, after the Friday game. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that's it for the LPL. Let's move on to the LEC, which is going to be pretty quick this week because. We're basically only playing for playoff seeding. Like, I think all the playoff teams are locked. Like They are, and the lines this week are crazy. Yeah, so let's just kind of rapid-fire go through these. Because, like, we're basically pl- – they're just playing for seeding, right? So we have Rogue minus 700, SK plus 400. Yeah, Piss. we're going to win, but we're not going to bet it. Yeah. Vitality plus 300, Misfits minus 450. Yeah. Misfits. There's an argument for Vitality here, I think. Yeah? I- Misfits have only won a couple games in their last few weeks, and they're – the somehow I don't know if this is a thing, but somehow since they started playing online, Vitality has looked a little better. I don't know yeah. if it's just a matter of time, like. But I think they've looked all right. I, I don't know that I'm going to bet it, but if yeah. you wanted to take Vitality at 300, I wouldn't hate you. I mean, they were trending in the right direction even before all this happened. Like, they've been able to get stuff done early. They just don't know where to go with it. They're kind of like Jin here from last year a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah, maybe Vitality. They might play some nonsense. You don't touch that if Jack Troll is playing. That's true. That's true. Oh my god, the Jack Troll yeah. adventures continue. That's the name of the podcast. He's gonna get. He's gonna get three titles in the podcast. Three podcast titles referencing him now. Uh, G two minus twelve hundred. Chalka plus six hundred. Give me Chalka. I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll put a quarter on Chalka. Yeah, this feels like the fade G two weekend to me. Yeah. Like get on the other side of G two this weekend. I think they got to lose one of these two, right? Also, like, Shalka look like they're they're actually like playing. They look good. Yeah. Like I know it's yeah, boring it or whatever, but they're they're good. I think I'm taking both of G 2s opponents this week as like a basically just trying to turn it into one bet. Like yeah. a a G two loses this a game this weekend bet that yeah, pays exactly. out exactly. at least one point seven five units if you're right. Yeah. So yeah, give me a taste of Shalka there. Uh, Excel plus two seventy five, Origin minus four hundred. So, yeah, again, Excel are eliminated, right? Like they can't yeah. the playoffs now, right? I'm guessing everyone on Excel wants to kill themselves. Yeah, so I would, dude. I would not touch Excel at all. They look frustrated, and last weekend did not help. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm guessing that team they're about to get some new players, and they're about to lose some players in this off season, yeah. and. They're probably not happy with each other. There's no way I'm touching them against Origin. I would borderline consider laying 400 on Origin, and I almost never do that. Yeah, it's it's really close. Like, definitely you can put that in parlays. Yeah. I don't think I'll, there's any... I'm, I'm probably going to play Origin kill spreads because they're pretty clean, like the lower numbers. See if I can get it down to, like, a minus 170, something like that. Yep. 
I'm definitely all on board with that. Saturday, Schalke plus 175, Rogue minus 250. I'll take the Schalke plus 175. Yeah? Uh, we, we missed the game. What do we miss? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so, still Friday. Mad plus 175, Fnatic minus 250. This one is for second place, right? Yeah. Let's see. This is, I feel like, well, Fnatic's still going to be a game ahead of them, even if they lose to them here. Hmm. Fnatic's 12 and 4, Mad's 10 and 6. Fanatic, I am Fanatic play Vitality on Saturday. Ugh. I feel like this is the is this is a fiesta spot here. I feel like Mad Lions is going to be very like excited and breath of reliefy after they like locked everything up last weekend. I feel like this is the spot where these two teams just go nuts. I don't think I think they're this both is going to experiment on each other. I think Fanatic probably wins, but I think they're I think they're going to mess around a little bit. This as is going to be a fantasy game, right? Yeah, this yeah, is a this DFS, is a DFS game, game for, for sure. <laughs> yes. See yeah, the uh, see the top lane nocturne or some nonsense like that. Oh, Swain, yeah, I think so. Popo Swain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be, and the Mad Lions players are going to be like cheap as dirt too. I would think. Yeah, we're going to get it. We're going to get some money in on this game for yeah. sure in DFS. Shawka plus one seventy five, Rogue minus two fifty. I, I like Shawka, but it's just so hard to tell like which teams are going to be like trying. Because, like, with all the, like, playoff spots locked, like, I don't know how many of these teams actually want to fight for the seeding or not. Like, I think Rogue probably want to win this pretty bad. But if it, but if they win on Friday against SK, then they're just, like, they're good, right? They're, like, I'm just going to look this up now. If they win and Mad Lions loses to Fnatic, then they're tied with Mad Lions. So they'll want to win this. And yeah. I think Rogue strikes me as a team that's not trying to mess around. So I think they're going to win this game. Yeah. This might be a don't get cute spot. Although I will say, like of all the dogs, like Shalka and Fnatic look way less like automatic wins, or nothing. Uh, Shalka and uh, Vitality look way less like automatic wins than like SK and honestly Excel pains me to say it. Dude, yeah, I, I agree. Excel just looked checked out now. Like you could just like yeah, they they just looked like in game body language is a thing. You could see it like they were just like done. So I I. I just be cautious treading on Shaka and Vitality because they're they're still feisty underdogs. Whereas I think like SK and Excel are, are out. Speaking of SK and Excel, SK plus two twenty five, Excel minus three hundred. Is SK is gonna like pin put this on their calendar and say we're gonna go out with a win, right? Honestly, I think, I'd bet it hundred percent. I think I like SK here because I think SK is gonna like mess around in this game and have some fun and they're gonna play strong. And Excel's just going to be completely checked out, I think. Yeah. I like SK here. Yeah. And, I mean, any argument to people playing for their jobs, like Mickey playing for a job next season? Because I think he's been the biggest liability on that team. Probably. I think the SK guys are more likely to play for their jobs because yeah. the XL guys are guys that are kind of established. Like, I think if Mickey wants a job in the, in, a, in some league, he's got to show something. I think Mickey will have a job regardless. Like, somebody in some league will pick him up. Regardless, because the name brand value, but what he about, hasn't been good for a while. But what about Sakre? Like Sakre is disappearing into nowhere. Yeah. So, like, I think the SK guys are more likely to like really want to play for it. Whereas, like Patrick and Tor and Mickey, those guys are safe. Yeah, give me, give me some, give me some SK gaming here. Mm-hmm. This is a good. This is another good spot to target for fantasy because even though both these teams have been low kills, I could see this game getting out of control, like just sloppy. XL's been really bloody anyway, and yeah. SK has not been, but SK, I think this, this match is this a good game, matchup yeah. for it. Um, Origin minus 200, Bad Lions plus 150. 
don't play Origin against teams that yeah. aren't elite. <laughs> don't fade Origin against teams that aren't G2 or Fnatic. They're just good. Yeah, I like. I, God, really I like love the way this team plays, man. I love minus the way this team plays. That's a really good deal on Origin. Only minus two hundred. I could watch Origin all day. They're so, they're so Korean. Like that's that's the best way to put it. <laughs> but I, I, they, they're just good. They're really, really controlled. They're super disciplined, and all the players are just really, really good. So I, I don't know. I, I like watching them. Um, I might take Origin there. Yeah, I'm probably going to. I actually think that's kind of a value. Fnatic minus fourteen hundred, Vitality plus six fifty, Fiesta potential. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah. It's tough not to take plus six fifty in a best of one, Fnatic, especially in the last week of the season. Fnatic do play really high kill games, so this is going to be another. Like, I'm going to have some vitality in DFS that like on Saturday for sure. Like, probably yeah. I'll probably have skeins. <laughs> well, skeins good. Yeah, skeins good. If if anything, he's earned himself a job somewhere because I actually think he's been really good this season. He's had like very little help. Him, Cabo. Cabo see, did you see uh, uh, Melitza uh, passport? Yeah. Career, but then they can't travel. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I know. It's like just miserable. So maybe for the summer. Hopefully for the summer. We'll see. Um, Misfits plus two seventy five. G two minus four hundred. G two. Chance they clown around and Misfits are playing for their playoff life here. So maybe that's a reason mm-hmm. not to. Well, I mean they're they're in the playoffs, so. Oh, yeah, they don't have to. The seating, the seating matter for them. They're gonna, they're gonna be in the bottom. I would assume bottom two. They, yeah. I guess if they win on Friday, this is a lot more interesting. If they lose on Friday, they're not gonna give a damn about this match. Like, I'm gonna end up probably betting misfits uh, mm-hmm. because I said I'm gonna do kind of like the fade G two parlay. Yeah. However, or not parlay, but a <clears throat> double yeah, like bet. A combo, combo. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, misfits strikes me as a team that is like an awful fiesta team yeah like i don't i don't think this is the team that's like gonna like be able to fiesta well as weird as that sounds yeah like, you know who can't fiesta well but they strike me as a team that's not they're very not, they're good not fans like of guacamole that's for sure <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of weird uh i am gonna end up betting them as part of my thing but uh yeah something tells me they might just get absolutely stop trying to have fun and just not achieving it against g2 yeah north america no. <laughs> All right, let's uh, a little bit more interesting, but yeah, let's keep the pace going. Otherwise, it's going to run really long here. So, hundred thieves plus one twenty five, TSM minus one seventy five. Give me TSM, dude. Like I know hundred thieves have looked good, but like yeah. TSM are just like Billy Billy. Like they just have these drafts that are actually. If you listen to um, JLXB, I keep referencing it, but they had Prolly on, and Prolly broke down the Diana pick and gave a lot of like why, like. At lines of play that he saw for why they were th- like what they were thinking, and it was actually really really interesting. So if you get a chance to listen to it, it's like a super good listen. But like I could see what they were thinking, but there's just like no need to do that other than like draft equity showing stuff. Which like is TSM going to do that again? I just think TSM are so much better than Hundred Thieves, and I know Hundred Thieves have looked good recently, but this feels like a fade alert situation to me. Yeah, and in regards to the Diana pick, I'll say I've talked about this on the podcast before, but. When you're really good at something, this used to happen in poker all the time, and it was endlessly frustrating for me. When you get really good at something, you can almost always justify something like a play. When you are when you know enough of the terminology and enough of the reasonings, you can almost always find a reason why something wasn't that bad. And believe me, I used to stake people in poker, and you don't know how many times I've heard, 
like, well, that terrible play that's clearly terrible was actually not because of rah, 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 rah. And I think the Diana pick is a good example of that. Like, you can make an argument for why it's not that bad, but really it was just bad. Like, I, I see – here's the thing. Like, I can see what they were thinking, which is set up a one three one, And it was a good one three one composition, but when you have a one three one against, like, a death ball team, like, was it Immortals had in that game? Uh-huh. You, you need to get ahead. You just have to get ahead. If you don't, you just lose, like, on the spot. So – yeah, I, I don't think it was necessarily bad, like a bad pick. It's just you didn't have to. Like the, there was any number of other picks they could have taken there, and they could have just played it straight up and won. But I don't know. Like I'm trying to look at the because the NA playoff picture is a lot more interesting because not everyone's. It looks like I mean, Liquid has an outside chance of getting in, right? They need someone else to lose. Yeah, they need a two zero, and they have a really impossible schedule this week and then they also I have, have to, to I have to re-break this down I just wanted to say this because I did a post on what can happen in a like in NA like the possible results and I read the manual for the league like as hard as I possibly could <laughs> and my understanding is that te- if team liquid wins they're going to end up forcing a tiebreaker and I heard the announcers say like that it's out of their hands but from what I read, it I don't think it is. I think they, if they win all their games, then they're going to force tiebreakers. Yeah. Because if it was just them and Immortals that were tied, then they wouldn't force a tiebreaker. But because it's a three-team tie, I think they're going to force a tiebreaker if they win their games. So yeah. I think they need to play it. Yeah, I know. Oh, like, yeah. I kind of feel similarly to Jet, where it's just like, yeah, this team looks bad right now, and I wish they would stop playing these do-nothing compositions and actually, like, play. They were so good in early game, and they just, like, stopped doing it. Like, they've won, like, every game they've taken an early game draft and, like, actually were proactive and did things. And then, yeah, like, they don't lose with a lead. It's crazy. But they never get leads because they just sit back and they're playing like it was last year or something. And I I have a hard time, like, quitting on this team until they're actually dead. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Like, the players are just too good. But I feel like I feel like they could go to this week. Maybe, but... like Cloud Nine don't have anything to play for, right. and they haven't looked quite. I mean, they still look really, really good. But like they were losing to CLG, like they were straight up losing to CLG. So I don't know. Is there any faith in the Liquid Two O this week? I like, kind of think there is. Liquid in the playoffs still. Yeah, that's that's the kicker, right? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I have. I think Team Liquid's going to make the playoffs. That's my, that's mm. my thoughts for this weekend. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that's a uh, summary of my thoughts. Like, if I read, if what I read is correct, then all they have to do is win their two games this weekend, and they're in. Well, like assuming that the other teams lose where they're supposed to, which I think they will. Um, assuming that's correct, then I, I think Team Liquid is going to win both this match and the one we'll talk about in a minute. How do we get to this? I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, we're, I was talking about like if TSM. Yeah, so I, I think TSM are going to beat 100 Thieves. I think 100 Thieves are getting hot a little bit, and they've looked pretty good, but I also think, like, a couple weeks ago they benefited from some really bad performances by their opponents, so I don't know. Like, they're weird because I think they're overrated, but they're also, like, peaking at the right time, so I think they're probably just, like, neutral. I just think I think TSM is better. And as, I, I think they're, like, in for playoffs, I think. they're lo- Yeah, they're locked for playoffs because of how their breakers work, but... I just don't see them screwing around after they got, like, smacked in the mouth last week by Immortals. You know what I mean? Well, I think that was kind of a reality them. check. 
They can't screw around either because they have to fight with EG and FlyQuest for the second spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of EG, I, I like TSM here. Any any hundred eight supporters? No. Cloud nine minus three hundred. EG plus two twenty five. EG look good, man. Like, <laughs> I'll admit it. I hopped off the bandwagon exactly the wrong time, right? Like exactly the wrong time. So <sighs> they have talented players. Can they hang with C nine? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to handle C9. I think C9 is still going to play this season out, going into playoffs. Maybe maybe have like one like small cheese pick, but I think this team is good enough where I think it doesn't take EG serious. Uh, EG is not as clean as I want them to be going into playoffs, probably. But other than that, you know, maybe they have a chance, but not. I don't think against C9 right now. Does EG just look like they dropped the egos? Because that's kind of what it looks like to me. It looks like they all had a talk like three weeks ago, and they're like, look. We all had a different idea of what we wanted to be doing. It's not working. Let's just pick one and go with it. Like, that's what it looks like to me. Like, they have, like, a talk, and it's like the rousing coach speech or whatever, but that's what that's what it looks like to me. And they, they've kind of just – they're just, like, going out and playing now, which I think is exactly what, like, this, this construction wants to do. Like, you just have ballers. Like, just go out and play the game. That's, like, what they were – they were, like, getting in their own head before, I think. I'm yeah. gonna take EG here. I think not. Like I'm gonna take like a half stake on it. I think. I think I kind of like EG too. That's a that's a big number for a team that's won five in a row. Okay. Yeah, I know the number is good, but I'm just gonna. It's a pass for me. It's a pass for me. FlyQuest plus 100, Liquid minus 138. Liquid. Yeah, I really like Liquid. I it can't only quit Liquid, man. There. I can't do it. Yeah, I think Liquid's gonna get there. I have no lean either way. I I can't trust either team. <laughs> I really can't trust yeah, either team. Yeah, that's a good point. If I'm looking, man, it's tough. If I'm looking at it right now, I I, I think Liquid. I don't know why they're not playing Viper. I don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't know if they came out with a statement with it, but you bet your best player, and well, look at you. You know, Ooh. they want to play two. I, they want to play two core. Yeah, um, I don't think of, it's gonna work. But yeah, definitely know. one of the weirdest decisions to not have yeah. not have Viper be out there, but. Who knows? Team Liquid, I guess. Yeah, I'll just lean, lean towards Team Liquid. Chris? Yeah, I'm not particularly impressed by either Solo, but I also wasn't impressed the whole season by Viper. But it's Liquid. I think they're, they're backed against the wall. <laughs> you know, they're backed against the wall for like three weeks now. And they keep. Like, I know, but this is like, they have no other <laughs> second chance. After this. I just can't quit this team. Dude. You're, you're also not allowed to be on the podcast anymore for saying that. <laughs> All right, we have uh, Golden Guardians minus 163, CLG plus 120. The Guardians been struggling, man. Uh, and CLG, I don't CLG know. CLG look, looks pretty good, but uh, it's not I would enough. expect. Actually, I don't know. For me, I think CLG's pretty good value at plus 120. I'm definitely going to be playing a lot of them in BFS that day. I mean, Golden Guardians isn't technically eliminated right but they're basically eliminated yeah they're really eliminated really so maybe clg clg look like they're trending in the right direction at least yeah you, you talked me into it john I yeah like i like clg plus 120 a lot dignitas yeah. what's up no i said i agree dignitas plus 125 immortals minus 175 
Um, I think Dignitas can win this matchup. I, I like a lot of underdogs in NA this weekend. Yeah. Immortals. Immortals is is close. Like Immortals needs to win at least one of these two matchups, so they're definitely going to be dialed in here. Where Dignitas is going to be more free flowing, but I think I kind of like free flowing Dignitas. I kind of like Dignitas when they're not serious. Also, like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like they're a better team when they're loosey goosey. You know, like yeah, I like it. I want to see yeah. Huni Quinn against Renekton or something like that. If that happens, like I want a beer. I want a beer if that happens. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's, I don't know. I kind of like them there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I've, Dog week in North Dog Week in North America. It's like Shark Week, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I switched my pick of the week to CLG. I really think CLG is going to be Golden Guardians in that matchup. Just uh, like... so LCS um, underdogs have won thirty four out of eighty, approaching fifty fifty, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, wild, right? Yeah. Sunday, <clears throat> Golden Guardians against FlyQuest plus two twenty five. FlyQuest minus three hundred. That's a. I'll talk a little bit, just very briefly, since we're trying to hurry about the DFS implications, because there is a one hundred thousand first for this slate. Wow, <clears throat> that's, um, that's a that's a record number, right? Yes, it is, and that's just this NA slate right here. So, which is so um, weird on like the last day of the split, where there's a lot of teams that are out. FlyQuest Golden Guardians is two teams uh, who, at least historically and partially this season, anyway have been pretty bloody and they're playing in a game that neither one of them cares about where they're both going to be already locked into their slots. This is one of your most prime DFS target games right here. Two teams that don't care anymore that have both been very bloody this season. Got to like golden guardians and FlyQuest for DFS. here. Yeah. And in that kind of, you know, in a betting situation, I like golden guardians in that spot, just because if That's a game funny. is going to be like that and there's a lot of fighting, it's like very close to 50-50 a lot of the time unless there's a huge gap in skill. And I don't think there's a huge gap for anybody in skill in North America for the most part. Yeah. I think I like both Guardians and I like both teams a yeah. lot. Yeah, I agree as well. Give me GG. GG. Dignitas plus 125, TSM minus 175. TSM. TSM. Yeah. TSM. I like to say <laughs> I don't think they're going to clown around. This doesn't strike me as a, a matchup that's going to be real bloody, although I'll probably play a little bit of it. Uh, but yeah, this is... I kind of think TSM should just be immortal, or just should just be Origin. Like, they should just embrace that identity as, like, we're the adults in the room. Totally agree. Because, like, every single time they try something weird, they just get punished for it. So I feel like they should just stop. Like, just, just play a balanced draft and just beat people every game. I agree. That's who they should be 100%. God, no, this region could use that, honestly. <laughs> so. Let C9 be Fnatic and uh, let Team Liquid try the to origin. become C2 and let TSM be the origin. Yeah. That's who, yeah, that's who TSM should yeah. be. Liquid plus 240, Cloud9 minus 334. Give me a, give me Liquid. I'm just... on Liquid, yeah. Liquid, yeah. But yeah. what if they lose against FlyQuest on Saturday? Then, then this becomes like uh, definitely not betting. Yeah, Team yeah. Liquid will be in shambles if they lost on on Saturday. If Liquid start against FlyQuest, like oh, if, if FlyQuest jump out to a lead, just immediately. Honestly, I would probably go and just bet Cloud Nine on the spot, even like three hundred, because they're gonna be they're gonna be mega tilted after that. Yeah, I mean C Nine has nothing to play for, but I guarantee you C Nine wants to knock Team Liquid out of the playoffs. Yeah. I guarantee. Yeah. They're 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 definitely playing with yeah. an ulterior motivation here. Liquid um, are the scariest bubble team ever. <laughs> yeah. And 
I'm going to, I'll tell you guys right now, I'm going to almost fade this game in DFS. I think this is going to be a calculated affair. I don't think anybody's going to be losing their minds at all in this matchup. Liquid's going to play conservatively, and Cloud9 is going to really want to win this matchup to eliminate them, and I think they'll play conservatively. I also think whoever wins this match is just going to be like 12 to 3. Like, whoever wins, because that's how, Yeah. yeah. Totally agree, and I might have some liquid because they're the underdog. I think I'm going to full fade Cloud9 on this slate. Yeah. I agree. 100% agree with that. Cloud 17 wins? We'll see. (laughs) Uh, Immortals plus 137, EG minus 188. Again, kind of depends on how Immortals look the first day because they could be playing for their playoff lives or they could have clinched depending on how things shake out. That's like a big thing on this slate is you're going to have to keep an eye on like just the scenarios. So just keep an eye on that. I don't think this. I don't think Immortals is going to play well under pressure anyway. I don't so I like EG no matter what in this matchup. Yeah, yeah I agree. Okay. Hundred Thieves minus two fifty, CLG plus one seventy five. Hundred Thieves have a lot to play for. CLG have been playing against teams that have a lot to play for and sometimes winning. So I'm I just pass. Yeah, I think I'm going to Yeah, this is, I think this is about right. Yeah. Totally agree. Pick, pick of the week. Let's do it. Pick of the week. Uh, you guys already figured yours out, so go ahead and fire away. I'll go. Uh, I have made mine CLG plus 120 against Golden Guardians. Uh, Golden Guardians kind of on the downtrend. Neither one of these teams with anything to play for. The only thing that scares me a little bit is Golden Guardians does strike me as a pretty good Fiesta team. They got the right kind of players on there, but I like CLG plus 120 against them. <laughs> Whoever wants to go next. Uh, Chris, go ahead. I forgot what um, mine was. I'm, uh, I'm picking uh, RNG plus 119 against JEG. I don't know if that's shifted since uh, yesterday, but, um, you know, JEG is just tilting me. And this, so this is this is going to be where the rubber meets the road for me, right? My love for RNG, and I always yeah. keep wrong, and I bet on JDG the whole every single time, and they still lose. So something's got to give <laughs> Put all your money on JDG, guys. Just so you're going with RNG, Chris? RNG. I actually like that pick a lot because I think this is kind of like a trending opposite direction situation. And they could We're be a good right spot for both. I think you just take that. It's good value. We're holding because RNG hasn't played for Dude, if you, if you If somebody asked you last week, like <laughs> Wednesday last week, that you're going to get plus 120 on RNG against anybody. Right. I'm taking that. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, Cal. What about you? Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I'm gonna go with Billy Billy plus one thirty eight against Team We. I think the value is too good to pass. Like I know <laughs> how many times I, I gotta look now. How many times? How many times have I taken Billy Billy in a pick of the week? Nobody taking that, that shot once. on LNG at plus two fifty against D Star. That's a, I think that's a valuable spot, but uh, I like D Star though. Yeah, um, I don't want to jinx him. Okay, 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 uh, okay. Honestly, guys, this is gonna. I'm going to. I'm through off the packs right now. All right. Uh, for Sunday's LCK slate, give me APK plus one sixty five versus Sandbox. Yeah. Uh, Sandbox. Sandbox. Uh, still has. I don't know. I they played a night. I think so. Yeah, I, they did. So uh, hopefully they look really really bad i mean to be honest with you but i don't know apk has still, still has some veterans and they play t1 again t1 today um not sure how like teams are prepping it seems like the lck hasn't been prepped that as much i don't know I, maybe it's just weird maybe i don't know Chobi's inting or something or throwing games too 
Uh, that was a but, weird. That that game was weird. <laughs> we'll talk about that, I guess, like next week or whatever. But, but like, that was a weird series. I think APK APK are like honestly the worst team. And Sandbox are pretty good. I know I said Sandbox are going to win, but I think after reviewing of like how I watched LCK today, I wouldn't mind taking a shot at APK. Alright. So APK or Sandbox. Yeah. I'm going to stick to Billy Billy. Although, like, looking back on it now, John, you're right. Like, that LNG is really, really tasty. And I, and the Sooning plus 1.5 is really, really tasty, too. There's a lot of good spots now that we have, like, the full slate. Dude, there's so yeah. many games. <laughs> All right, guys. What do you got? Anything for sign-offs? This is running pretty long, but... That's nope. all right. We can skip them this yeah. week. I'm just going to say... I'll, I'll, I'll just do a brief one and say... This is like... Uh, th- we have six six matches a day. Six best of threes a day. Basically five days a week for the next month. This is like March Madness or League of Legends. It's actually kind of crazy. So just it enjoy it. I released a... I tweeted out last night like a it was like a one of the, it was like a Homer Simpson gif of him just like drooling because that's just what I'm like when I get when I like get up to watch these games so just enjoy it man a lot of volume <laughs> a lot of action things are gonna move fast we're getting a lot of data really really fast so uh, enjoy it uh, anything else I think we'll just get out and talk to you guys next week yep see you right. next week good luck everybody I've been replaced. <laughs>